Hello, everyone. Welcome to part two of my interview with my friend Julianne. This is just a big continuation of our conversations about the parks and about the movies and what we liked and didn't like and that sort of thing. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with her or if you'd like to follow her on Facebook or Instagram, her handle is j.appletini. Uh, I promise the content she uploads is really, really great, especially if you're a big Disney fan. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah, again, it's definitely one of those places that you can just keep going to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I, Colin has said to me, he's like, are you sure you would really go like every weekend with an, with an if you had an annual pass? I'm like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't you think it'd be get super boring? I'm like, no, no not it at all. Doesn't. It's just something about that place is just so magical and it really does bring out like just the best parts in you. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know what it is. Like every time I go, I, I'll walk into the park and I'm just like, ah. Oh. Like, it just yeah. it feels like you're coming home again. Yeah, it just has a, just a, this fun, all around positive vibe to it, and I think, and I think especially if you're, maybe it's because like with artists, it it holds something else because we are so empathic and emotional. Mm-hmm. I think it holds something different because like because you just you just you hit it, it hits you. Yeah, just that vibe of positivity and happiness just hits you extra hard. I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. And especially, like, for people kind of in our age demographic, too, like, we've grown up with Disney most Mm. of our lives, and, you know, I know for me personally, like, that never really stopped. Like, I didn't hit a certain age and then stop watching Disney movies. Like, every Disney movie that comes out now, I have to go and see it immediately. And so that, that joy has never really left. So when you go to a place like Disneyland, you've got the nostalgia kind of of your childhood and all these movies that you grew up with then all the new movies that you like as an adult that have come out in the last you know mm-hmm. 10 years and so it's it's really all the things that you've enjoyed kind of in your entire life all in one place so everywhere yeah. you're looking it's like this is something i loved 10 years ago or 20 years ago or <clears throat> 30 years ago <laughs> and it's here and i'm just as excited to see it now as i was you know when i was a little kid and yeah. not even more excited now yeah <laughs> What was your earliest experience with Disney? Um, I went when I was 16 with my family, mm-hmm. but I don't remember a ton about of it. Like, yeah. I remember certain things. I've got some clear memories of kind of like walking on Main Street. I remember seeing the fireworks when I was younger. And then my, my kind of started going back to the parks again about two years ago, mm-hmm. two, three years ago. When I started working for ILM, basically. So yeah. I kind of started going to the parks as an adult. And I've just keep finding excuses to go i've been to disney three times now this year amazing i'm so jealous i know it's it's but i've been very fortunate like yeah very very fortunate now that i don't work for disney anymore you know i'm still gonna keep going but i might not be able to go quite as frequently well probably. <laughs> especially now that you have to pay what us muggles pay i know <laughs> it's so expensive yeah yeah well what about just like disney like disney movies in general just like Outside of the park, like what? What can you remember as like your uh, earliest memory? Like what was it that like you kind of remember and was like, oh my god, this shit's awesome. For me, it'd be Little Mermaid. Ah. That was like that was my gateway drug movie. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when I was younger, I had a friend growing up, and she was all about Disney. 
and she loved playing make-believe and we would make-believe playing mermaids all the time so one of my earliest childhood memories is like playing mermaids with with this friend that I had and so that movie kind of got me really into Disney stuff and then The Lion King was one of the first movies I ever saw in the theater as a kid and I remember so distinctly going to the movie theater and feeling like such a grown-up I got to go to the movies like I was so excited to go and so that movie definitely stands out to me very very clearly as like one of the movies that really helped kind of like drive me into mm-hmm. into liking Disney um, that one and then Fox and the Hound we watched a ton Aww. as a kid I know it was such a cute movie um, and Aladdin was the other one that like I remember loving the movie and then they had the tv show for a while mm-hmm. and they had all the video games and so oh, like god the aladdin video game right that fucking game <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> i all i remember is like I, I remember playing the level when they're getting out of the cave of wonders and you're on the carpet and there's all the fire and yeah, everything like yeah. oh my god that was so hard but yeah like that that and that movie was really great for me i love that movie so much and then as an adult i got to work on the remake the, the live-action Aladdin. So it really kind of felt... That was like full, full circle. Full. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. It was really... It was really cool getting to watch it and getting to kind of be a part of it and getting mm-hmm. to see it from conception to... What to it what is. it was. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I worked on that project for a year and a half. Well, what part of... What aspect of the project did you work on? Um, I'm, I do production coordinating. So oh, okay. I was coordinating um, the assets and then I was coordinating the creature department mm-hmm. as well. Um, so it was cool because I was one of the first people to start on the show. So we did Abu, we did Iago, we did Carpet in mm-hmm. the Vancouver studio. So I was there like from the very beginning. Like yeah. when they were little gray models, yeah. you know, getting approval. All the various character designs. And, yeah. And, yeah. And then I was there every step of the way helping to coordinate those creatures all the way through rigging, all the way through groom, like everything. So, you know, Iago and Abu we really never stopped working on them basically yeah. like we worked on those pretty much until we were finally shots wow yeah i mean they're they're big crazy characters and like you look at them and was so much work went into those but they look so cool they then, looked really good carpet i loved i, know. I loved carpet i was very i was very glad to see <laughs> that um uh, a lot of its original design from like the animated version came through because yeah. like when you when you see it you're like oh like it looks very very similar mm-hmm. to the animated version i think they did a really good job i mean like i feel like with these live action remakes there's a lot of people people who don't like them i feel don't like them before they're even made mm, yeah you know that's what fair I, you know what i mean like yeah. a lot of people kind of go into those movies being like mm, it's not the original so yeah mm. well like for me i was very apprehensive about the live action aladdin uh a lot uh, Partly because I, I, I wasn't sure, uh, I did like that a lot of it was, I did like that it was, you know, uh, entirely a cast of people of color. I really, mm. really liked that. So that was like, okay, this is good. Um, I was, I, I did have a lot of apprehension with Will Smith. Cause I, I was like, totally cause fair. I was like, okay, let's see how this goes. Yeah. And then when I remember when I saw the trailers for it, I was like, I see, I saw that he was tapping a lot into like his old comedic side, which we haven't yeah. seen in so many years. Totally. Um, and of course I was like, well, how are they going to, and like, I was genuinely curious whether or not they were going to include some songs from the musical. 
because they've done that the, things like that have happened in the past yeah and then i actually watched it, and i was very when i watched it i was actually very pleasantly surprised with what had happened like especially with uh with will smith's portrayal of the genie because like when i watched it i was like oh this is very much him taking his like this is very much him doing his own version he's not trying to copy robin williams i think it's what a lot of people were scared of yeah because like you know that character is so iconic Mm -hmm. because it's very you know like when you think genie you think of robin williams portraying the genie and so like he's just that character and that portrayal has very much to the test of time for like the last what 15 years oh yeah and so i i was one of those people i was like all right like i'm very nervous about this how are you gonna do it because like even when i uh even when they did the stage version um first at uh first at the hyperion in california adventure Mm -hmm. uh which admittedly was a very very (coughs) a very very good version because i feel like they kind of took that idea of genie being this very hyper sarcastic uh um, character who like takes a lot of uh, references to pop culture and everything they very much maintained that mm-hmm. uh, and they kind of ran with it on that and then like with the Broadway version I think they tweaked it a little bit and they didn't make it nearly as uh, hyperly sarcastic and everything which I think was okay whatever the mm-hmm. Broadway version is its own thing and so I was very pleasantly surprised with what they did and I was even more pleasantly surprised with uh with the portrayal of Jasmine, uh, I was very happy with as well. Mm-hmm. Um, her, She's a wonderful actress. Yeah, and just like her, her whole thing, and like I, I was also kind of like up in the air about oh now she has a handmaiden, but then like <laughs> but then like her whole thing with the handmaiden was so was funny. So funny. It was it was like so okay, funny. this is this is really really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm still kind of up in the air about the whole thing about Jeannie falling in love with her, but I'm like, well, I mean, like who's to say Jeannie can't have a little story arc? cute like the way like he was telling the story to his kids i'm like that's that's a cute way to kind of package it all up like yeah. i didn't have a problem with it i i mean it's so funny when all when anytime disney does a remake i fully understand if people don't like them i mm-hmm. totally get it like i've got my qualms about every single one but i enjoy them for what they are yeah and i feel like and i know i'm biased because i spent so long working on it <laughs> but i really do feel like aladdin was it's definitely my favorite live action remakes? remake I okay. feel like so far I just feel like with this one they really did a good job of kind of capturing a lot of the essence of the original mm-hmm. I thought Will Smith did a, a really great job of making the genie his own but it was still the genie yeah like, there was no question that that's who it was yeah. And, and yeah I mean I got some things that I you know don't love about it but overall I yeah. think that one was the best for me that they really it made me still feel like it's a movie that I love and mm-hmm. they're not doing something weird with it. Yeah. For me, the big thing is if you're going to do a remake, uh, I have no problem with a remake. If you do something different, mm-hmm. that's my big thing, which is kind of why I did, I did enjoy the beauty of the beast remake. Cause I was like, okay, they took the beauty and the beast and then they did something different. Like they expanded a little bit with bell. Um, they expanded, they, they expanded a little bit with the, you know, with the, um, with the enchanted characters and whatnot. Mm -hmm. They added a few extra characters, you know? And so like, generally they, they built up just slightly enough that it's not over, like that it's not too much, Mm -hmm. but it's still very much the story you remember. Uh, with Aladdin, I really liked it because it very much embraced its own, you know, Arabic style. Like the dance sequences, Mm -hmm. I fucking loved. I was like... 
oh shit, they're going like full, like this is full Bollywood choreography yeah. and I am living. Right. Like the choreography in those sequences were gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, <laughs> I really thought they did, I thought they nailed the songs. Like, I thought I, the songs were done really well I, too. I, that's everyone's, I feel like a lot of people are always, that's what they're worried about. They're like, they're worried about the songs. Well, because the song, the songs. well, because I feel like the songs have, those are the things that, you know, we still, like, you may not watch the movie every single day, but, you know, you'll probably pop in, you know, like, Friend Like Me oh, yeah. at least once in a while. <laughs> like, that, like, because the music is the thing that keeps you going, yeah. right? And so I can, like, I know for me, that's definitely something, right? Is like, as a singer, like, I'm I'm very musically inclined and everything, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, I, for example, for Beauty and the Beast, I loved the new song that they introduced, uh, Beast's song, yeah. when, when Belle Leaves. Um, what's it called? Uh, 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 oh my god. I can't remember the name of the song, but it's the song that he sings as she's leaving. Yeah. I yeah. loved that song. I was like, this is fully an audition number. I can sing this song. <laughs> like, I, I I, really like this song. Yeah. Um, and, like, even with this new one, like, I think they took a lot of... Uh, they took a lot of the old ones and they kind of did f- some fun stuff with them. And I did like them. I thought they were, I thought they were pretty well done. Uh, I'm very excited for Mulan. I'm very excited. I'm so excited. I know some people are like very like, they're kind of mad about it because it's not a musical and then Mushu's not going to be in it. And I'm like, well, but here's the thing. (laughs) Because like for me, again, it comes back, it comes back to it. It's like, if you're going to do a remake, do something interesting and do something new. Yeah. And what I like what they're doing with it is they're doing they're going back to the source material and they're like, here is the epic poem of Mulan mm-hmm. and we're going to basically take this and turn this into the movie. Yeah. Not that I don't love what they did with the with the animated version because I feel like the animated version is a spectacular movie. Mm-hmm. It is still one of my favorites. I think the soundtrack to that movie 100% oh, holds yeah, up. Absolutely. I can't not listen to uh, Make a Man Out of You and not get pumped up. Uh, right? <laughs> like, it is one of the mo- it is like one of the ultimate pump up songs and like I'm okay with Mushu not being in it, mainly because there is no real mystical aspect to the story other than uh, I think they're going to have, like, I remember hearing something about, like, they're going to have, like, some witch or something. I haven't done a lot of, like, I've watched the trailers, but it's kind of all I've done with it. Like, Oh my god, the trailer is gorgeous. The more excited I am about a movie, the less I tend to, like, dive into it before mm. it comes out yeah, I'm right. really excited about it I'm like yeah. okay I just want to like go and be unspoiled and yeah. like enjoy yeah. myself with I, it. I think part of me is just I'm really excited just to watch this badass character just kick ass again right cause like I, I I'm I just love uh, I'm a big fan of like representation and to see uh, and I feel like Mulan has very much been uh, kind of a champion of this very positive not just Asian representation, Asian representation, but female representation, mm. as you know, a strong, <clears throat> a strong female character, right? Because like her story is very unique in that, uh, she's not a Disney princess. First mm. of all, a lot of people like put her in that lineup. I don't because she's not a Disney princess. Not by, uh, not strictly by the definition. Mm. She's a strong female Disney heroine, a hundred percent. But I don't consider her a Disney princess because she's not, by definition, a princess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? She's not royalty. She doesn't marry into royalty because uh, uh, the the general's son is not a royal, mm-hmm. right? He's just a member of the army. And I like her story in that, like, she goes off and does this thing for her father, for her family's honor, and 
still not only meets all the expectations of all the other men, but then exceeds yeah. them. I know. I remember watching that as a kid, and that was another one of the movies that really, like, got me when I was younger. And even still to this day, like, it's it's such... It is a really, truly empowering mm-hmm. movie. And don't get me wrong, I love my Disney princesses, but mm-hmm. we don't always want a man to save us. We, we <laughs> wanna, you know, we want to take care of ourselves, too. And Sometimes I Sometimes you want to take a sword, give yourself a bob, and go and... and then and go fight a war. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, like, watching that movie. And, like, one, it's a hilarious movie. Yes. And, but, like, I remember watching it and just being so inspired when I was younger. And, like, seeing this. And, and you know, this is when I was kind of entering my awkward phase, too. So to see this, you know, this awkward girl rise up and become, you know, the savior of China. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how can you watch that as a little girl and not be like, oh, my God. This is amazing. Yeah, like, for sure. This is so great. Yeah, and not even to mention just like uh like even some of the I know it's not intended but definitely some of like uh the queer hints into it. Cuz like mm-hmm. the song Reflection I feel like can is very much uh it can be a queer anthem. Oh, that totally. song, right? Just like the idea of like wanting to be something that is expected of other that other people expect you to be but you just can't because that's not who you are yeah right and just like uh when when will my reflection show who i am inside i feel like is such a strong message and such a strong uh phrase that a lot of queer people can certainly identify with absolutely and like she effectively goes into drag yeah <laughs> It like, looks amazing doing it. She's like, like she Mulan is a drag king. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she is in this movie. Yeah. Right? And it's it's just really great. And I'm very excited to see this remake because I feel like it's gonna be a really, really good uh I'm just excited to see just like uh I guess a closer um a depiction of what that story is because that story is so very heavily uh uh, known and beloved in China as mm-hmm. like this strong uh, epic poem that it's going to be nice just to kind of be like okay now we're going to put it into a film yeah and like and like even in the trailer like some of the music is in the trailer as just like the overarching score and I'm like okay so like, they haven't forgotten about the music no right and so but if you want to watch the movie with all the songs and with Mushu, there's there's the animated yeah, version. That's not going anywhere. No, because like... I think that's the thing that people forget is that like we still have that movie. Yeah. Like it's still there. Like you want to watch Robin Williams be genie, it's right it's here. Right there. I get so like annoyed when people are like, "Oh, this movie's ruined my childhood." I'm like, really? Like mm-hmm. a movie went back in time and like erased. 15 years of your life like come on now like that movie's not going anywhere you can always go back you don't have to like the remakes no. I understand why people don't like them you know I enjoy Disney in general so even if I watch a remake and it's not my favorite thing in the world it's still Disney it's still a new take on it like I yeah. can go with an open mind and at least have a good time yeah I think my biggest my <coughs> admittedly my biggest uh sad face was the Lion King yeah, I had some sad face. Yeah. <laughs> only because, only because I just felt like I was, I was watching just like a pretty much like a shot for shot remake of the animated version that was just much less uh, awe-inspiring. Yeah, it was funny because like I, as someone that works in visual effects, I 
was watching the movie and you could tell they were having a difficult time with making the lions realistic but still having that emotion and there were scenes where they would have more emotions and scenes where they wouldn't and you could you could I, I could almost like picture myself sitting in a room having that client call and the clients like bickering over how to portray the messages in the same way and I went and watched it and like overall I enjoyed it I thought it was really cute mm. and when it first started and they were going line for line I'm like oh I'm like Lion King's one of those movies I can probably quote the entire movie yeah me too but like and I'm like oh line for line like, this is gonna be really cool is it gonna be like it's just a straight up and I was I was like oh I'm like I'm okay with this and then they started making changes and they go back to the original script and then they make changes again and I'm like well okay pick a lane either do yeah. it line for line scene for scene shot for shot or don't like don't do this weird yeah like, because they're because I know that in, I was sitting there and there were moments for example, when Mufasa brings Simba up to the top of Pride Rock mm. to show him the kingdom, I was sitting there and I was almost mouthing that monologue word for word because I'm like, I know this fucking monologue. Yeah. And part of me was just kind of like, I feel like, well, why would you, why would you do that? Only because I'm like, you have this, with the remake, you have this opportunity to do something, like again, to do something different, to do something mm. interesting. And I, and I did like... The visuals of it, because I thought they were, it was beautiful, the fact that everything in that movie was CGI. It was really and I'm cool. like, this is gorgeous. But at the same time, I was like, okay, well, you, you can rewrite it. That's what they did with Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. That's probably what they're going to do with Mulan. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, like, I get that this movie has some iconic lines. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, like in the beginning when Scar finds the little mouse. Again, that was a moment I was sitting there and I was like, Life's not fair. <laughs> like I was, I was reciting the the monologue word for word, and I'm like, I know this line. Yeah. I think my I problem know everything about this was the things that they changed didn't add anything no, to it. No, it like, didn't. And they took out some of my favorite parts of the movie, and the changes that they made. I'm like, eh, really? Like it wasn't. You didn't change it for the better. Like you could have no. kept this part the same change something else and it would have been yeah. better. Like one of the, I remember I was sitting there and Colin was to my left and the moment when, uh, the moment when it's right before Rafiki discovered that Simba's alive and like a tuft of his mane comes out. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember, I can't remember why a tuft of his mane comes out. Like it flies off and it like, is I like in the, I feel like the animated version did such a beautiful job of that when he like flops down and yeah. like the gust of wind comes up, brings up the particles and you see it travel through the savannah and the desert and, and it's got that beautiful score, and you're like, "Oh, this is—it's so mist, it's so magical." Yeah. And then Rafiki catches it, and you're like, "Oh shit, yeah. shit's gonna happen." He's alive. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, like, but like with this one, I feel like they 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 committed so hard to the realism that like when the when the piece of mane falls, floats off into like a leaf, and then a giraffe eats it, and then the next thing you see is a dung beetle oh, rolling a piece of shit, like, and it cracks open. And it's like, "Oh, that's his mane." Yeah, okay. I know. And then an ant carries it, and then. Rafiki finds it from the ant. I feel like it was just like that. It, it's such a long way. Uh, Colin put it very interestingly in that you're ba- you you're watching a movie that you expect to be magical, but they've removed all the magic from it. Yeah. And for me, I think that was what it was. It was the fact that there was no sense of magic in the movie, right? Yeah. It's like. The, the, the thing that I really enjoyed about the animated version was that, sure, they were animated, so you can do things like that. But there was still this sense of 
uh, of wonderment of of magic that lended to things like that. And like even when he had the vision of Mufasa in the clouds, part of me was like, this is their moment to really commit to this beautiful mm-hmm. moment where the clouds form and there's Mufasa and you're like, because that's supposed to be a big epic moment yeah, yeah, yeah. when you see him and you hear that voice boom and you're like, this is going to be awesome. Because like I remember when I saw it on stage, they do. Have you seen the Lion King on stage? No. There, when it comes to that point, uh, puppeteers come up with like, there's like 20 puppeteers. They all have like this small piece and they all come. And as it builds up, it builds up. They carry these pieces and they're twirling and twirling. And then they form the face of Mufasa upstage. And Simba is standing there and just staring at it. And it's this big, uh, it's this big Mufasa face, but it's made up of these tiny mm. pieces. And so for me, even on stage, I was like, that's fucking magical. And so I was very, I was left very kind of underwhelmed when I watched it. It was like, oh, there's like a rolling cloud with like some thunder and like, <laughs> and like barely a face. Cause I expected to see a face. Yeah. I was like, I expected to see the face of Mufasa and like some mouth movement, but there was nothing. And I was like, I'm super underwhelmed. And it kind of bummed me out. Yeah. Oh, I totally, like the part of the movie that really bummed me out actually was, um, the new Beyonce song that they added. I'm oh sorry. yeah. It's exactly. Like it's not memorable. It wasn't. It was shoehorned. Yeah. It really did feel shoehorned. It didn't and that, need to be there. That moment where Simba decides, no, I'm going to go back and he's running through the desert and that moment in the movie like this is his turning point this is this is a moment about Simba and this is a moment that he basically comes to realize that he needs to go home Mm -hmm. and he needs to take care of his family Mm -hmm. and they just it just it wasn't powerful it wasn't impactful and they turned it into a thing with Nala and it didn't need to happen like it wasn't he wasn't doing it for her he was doing it for him and for his family and for mm-hmm. his father and they just made it about him and Nala and I'm like no no that's not mm-hmm. it was that part really it didn't sit great with me I remember watching that whole thing and I was just kind of like they just they took that great character moment of his and kind of took it away from him i felt yeah, like i agree in that moment yeah and that song was not memorable like I no i don't, don't even remember how it goes right i now. don't i don't either I don't, honestly anytime i try and think about it i just go back to the animated version where it's the you know you have the great africans music coming yeah. and it's like the big boom every time he takes a step in the yeah, desert and, and you're so like that's that's good. fucking epic it is like that's great so yeah. One thing I will say about the movie is Timon and Pumbaa. Were I will. I will agree. <laughs> I do agree. That was probably the only thing I actually liked about that movie. I thought but part they of that. Great. But I thought part. But I feel like part of that is because um, uh, Seth Rogen and I can't remember the actor who played Timon, um, but they just had really really good chemistry. Oh yeah. And like I know that uh, like I've seen like interviews with. Uh, with him, uh, not Seth Rogen, or actually no, with Seth Rogen and the other guy, basically saying about how like yeah, like we did a little bit of improv like in the thing, mm-hmm. and like, like and like how they would just kind of like uh, joke around, and there was a moment like after Hakuna Matata happens when like Simba is still kind of singing, he's like one more, one more, and then like I think Pumbaa is just like no, you've literally <laughs> aged like ten years just in this one song, and it was like it's this funny joke because you're sitting there, you're like oh that's a bit of, <laughs> like that's a bit of a fourth wall break, and it's funny because 
it's true. Oh, my he, God. Like, because, of course, that's the whole point of that sequence is that he ages into yeah. adult Simba. And it just, for them to call that out, I thought was just like, oh, that is funny. Oh, man. That's I was funny. absolutely howling in the theater. I just about died when they were eating the grubs and they were talking. And, and Puma's like, oh, yeah, it's all local. And Puma's like, oh, really? Yeah, they're from right here. Yeah. <laughs> like talking about it. it's like oh yeah yeah oh, it's, it's all local organic oh yeah, yeah it's yeah, literally it's right, right here, here. Yeah, i was absolutely that dying. was so funny yeah. so i thought they did a great job i thought zazu was great like, i did they, like zazu as well yeah they did a really good job on those characters because again he was he was funny like they were like mm-hmm. when he was trying to distract uh like the i i i kind part of me kind of likes the sequence showing nala sneaking away because I did, part of me was like, okay, this is a, this is something new. This is something different. Mm. And I th- and I think that's why I really liked it, because it was something new. And part of me was like, oh, how she, like, of course, you know she escapes. Yeah. I think it's more just like, how did she escape, yeah. right? Because all you really know is that she just suddenly shows up in the jungle, right? <laughs> um, and so you're kind of like, oh, my God, is she going to get caught by hyenas? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then, like, Zazu shows up, and he's, like, being all snarky and everything. And I'm like, okay, that's very funny. Yeah. So I, I did like, but again, I think it's because they had, like, because all three of those characters are voiced by comedians. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, like, Seth Rogen isn't strictly a comedian, but he's a comedic actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, like, he understands comedy because he's uh, written and directed comedies before. Yeah. So I feel like that's why is because they were able to kind of... They were able to fuck around. Mm-hmm. They were able to bring something new and different. Yeah, totally. Which, again, is ultimately what you want. You want something different when you watch a remake of something. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Even if it is like, even if it is uh, a remake slash sequel, whatever. Because like, I know there are other like reboots and remakes and stuff, but are also supposedly sequels or something, something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Little Mermaid, I I'm excited about as well. I'm excited about that one too. For uh, sure. Part of me is because Lin Manuel Miranda is writing the songs for it. And I love Lin Manuel Miranda. Everybody does. <laughs> and, so, and and I know for him that movie holds a special place in his heart because that's his favorite Disney movie. Uh, his son Sebastian is literally named after Sebastian oh, the Crab. He God. has said that for the record. He's like, I love this movie so much. I named my son after a crab. <laughs> like, like it, it's his favorite. It's his favorite movie. And so I feel like when you have someone who has that much love and care mm-hmm. for the film that they're working for. I feel like you can, for me, that's a sense of, uh, that, that is a sense of relief mm-hmm. because I'm like, I know this person doesn't want to fuck up. I know this person doesn't want, you know, to produce a bad product. Totally. And, you know, and like he did such a good job with the songs from Moana. And so like, I, I am excited to see what songs do get added for this one. Cause he is working with Alan Menken. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So it's, that's going to be interesting. Um, but I mean, like, like they're still doing a bunch of the casting. Like, we still haven't even gotten an Ursula. I don't think. Oh, okay. I'm so excited to see the rest of the casting for that. I thought the casting for Ariel. I love it. I'm super down. I love it. I'm super down for and Ariel like, casting. I, I mean, it's a mermaid. Like, it just it's and like you hear her saying, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's yeah. Yeah. And she really truly does have. It's so funny. Like I was looking at pictures of her when they announced it, and I'm like, she really does have like a Disney princess face. Mm. Like, she's so pretty and her voice is so gorgeous i'm like yeah no i'm mm-hmm. i'm here for it i'm totally here for yeah it. like i'm not mad about it because like again like the little mermaid isn't uh, a mermaid isn't strict isn't a strict race either no. that's the thing right and i think that's the thing that people forget is that the story itself uh isn't meant to be 
based on anyone in particular. Like, he just kind of wrote it as it was. And even then, like, if you read the original source material, it never, like... I don't it's think so it ever different. specified, and it's of course so different. Like it's super yeah. sad. She like dies and turns into sea foam yeah. at the end. It's, it's all depressing. So, it's super, super different. Yeah, and I so, know there was so much hoopla when she got cast. And I'm like, I don't know. I whatever. I'm excited for it. The I one thing it. that I, I, for me, the one thing that I think they do need to maintain is the fact that is the fact that she just has red hair, mm-hmm. because when I think Ariel. I think, think red hair. hair. Yeah. Right? Because for me, that was that's that was one of the most eye-catching moments of it. Yeah. And I remember someone, like, uh, like there was a moment, or not a moment, sorry, there's, like, a video uh, that basically says that, like, all the Daughters of Triton are somehow modeled after the major seven seas or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and, like the reason she has red hair is because she's mo- modeled, a.k.a., like, uh, inspired by the Red Sea. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's actually really, really cool. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And so I'm like, as long as she has red hair, I don't <laughs> care. Because, again, that's, for me, that is the iconic thing whenever I think Ariel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is sure. the red hair. That'll be weird if she doesn't have red hair. I'll have, right? I'll have a moment where we're like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, you can't think of Ariel <clears throat> as a blonde. No. It's weird. Or as, like, a brunette. Again, it's just super weird. It's, yeah, that is the one thing for me. I'm like, I'm, yeah, we need the red. If we have the red hair, I think a lot of people will be yeah. confused by that at least. Yeah, and I know, like, and of course, this is just, this is just for me. And actually, a lot of people really, really want this, but they really, really want a drag queen to play Ursula. Oh my god, absolutely! Like, how amazing? Because she, she's a fucking drag queen. She's a fucking drag you queen, look at this yeah. character; she is a drag queen, and like, not even to, not even to like mention the fact that she's based off of a drag queen because like mm-hmm. when uh when howard ashman was was writing uh those songs and when they were writing uh the movie he heavily based he because he's for, he was from baltimore yeah and he was uh either he was very close friends with divine or something but he based ursula oh, yeah, off yeah. of divine oh and they so like need to have a drag queen like <laughs> it would make complete sense I mean, like, I know that they, like, last, last thing we heard was that they were in talks with Melissa McCarthy to play Ursula. And part of me is like, you know, I wouldn't be mad about it. I wouldn't be mad about it, honestly. But I think, like, it's true. I remember I got into a big discussion with a bunch of people on Facebook about it, too. And, like, really, it would be such a wonderful opportunity to have somebody. I mean, like, drag is so much bigger now than it's ever been. But this is a role that's literally made. For a drag queen to play. Like the amount in of a ma- in a major Hollywood movie. The amount of times I have watched a drag queen perform Poor Unfortunate Souls. <laughs> like like it's it's it is a drag number. It is. It truly is. Like I I really I would love that. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't cry if it was Melissa McCarthy. I think she could do a really good job. Yeah. Like again, but that's just because we know that Melissa McCarthy has the chops. Yeah. Right? Definitely. But yeah, I I'm excited. I'm 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 very excited mm-hmm. to hear to see like who else they're going to cast for this movie. Yes, and then uh, yeah, I, I, it's what slated for fall of next year, I think. I think so because it's it's definitely the next one that's coming out after Mulan. I believe so. I I want to say late next year. Yes, I think so. Yes. <laughs> well, know. now it is. So yeah. Disney make the movie for you. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. So. Who then would you say is your favorite Disney princess, if you have one? I mean, de- I always default to Ariel. Like I always feel like that's the one 
that like I've never cosplayed her. I probably never will because I'm just I'm so scared <laughs> to like do it and it not be perfect <laughs> and it not be the best you could possibly do. Um, I don't know if I per se have a favorite Disney princess. I mean, I like even even answering like what's my favorite Disney movie is really difficult because there's so mm-hmm. many and there's so many. It depends on the mood that I'm in, honestly. Like there's movies that I forget about sometimes like one of my favorite disney movies that is very underappreciated is emperor's new groove a hundred percent like that movie i could say i could literally quote every single line from that movie it i've watched it a million times i still howl when i watch it and i remember my brother and i would watch it together and like when we watch movies together growing up we would make all the silly commentary jokes like something would happen and we would make the silly joke about something ridiculous like you know dumb little kid jokes we thought this movie was so funny is because they made all those funny little (laughs) clips in the movie so we would watch it we're like we don't have anything funny to say or funny to add to this movie because they're doing them all already in the movie yeah yeah and i it's yeah. so it funny. it very much is super underappreciated. Very much. Like so. for my for my birthday, I had like a little get together here at the house, and one of the things that I did was I played a bunch of Disney movies mm-hmm. because a, a lot of my friends know I fucking live for Disney, and like <laughs> I like every so often I'll host like a Disney marathon. It's oh, just nice. like the Renaissance movies, um, but normally I because I own all the Renaissance musicals, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was the first time that I actively went and actually rented both Emperor's New Groove and a Goofy movie. Oh, nice. And we were watching, and Emperor's New Groove is definitely one of those movies that, like, me and, like, a small group of my friends, we would just quote every so often. Oh, yeah. Just because, like, like the like the amount of times we have quoted Yzma. <laughs> right? Like, she is such a brilliantly written character. Like, very classically, like... A very classically evil character, mm-hmm. and that like like we get it. She's a villain, sure. Yeah. That's not something you need to convince us of. But just the fact that they took that and they were like, and not only is she like the villain of this movie, but she's also just ridiculous. Just so over the top. So over the top. <laughs> and everything about that movie is just it's so funny and it's so quotable. And I don't understand why like more people don't know about it or give it the appreciation yeah. that it deserves it's i know so but par- good. i think part of that is because it came out around the time around uh around the time as another one i think it may have been pocahontas and i think pocahontas because pocahontas was the big one that they were advertising and because mm-hmm. it was one of the musicals uh that one kind of got all the attention because oh. i so i think it was very much one of those moments where it was just kind of like tossed under the rug kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, but yeah. i know like i know i think it's very much a cult classic now Oh, like, okay. I think it's gotten a big resurgence over the last few years. Um, like, because again, like, even on social media, or not, maybe not social media, but like through memes, like, some of these characters are coming up again. Oh, yeah. Like, Kronk. Oh, like, funny. <laughs> uh, I can't. Like, I, that fucking character is so funny. A friend of mine and I recently, like, he's a big Disney fan too, and we literally just had a GIF conversation that lasted like three hours, and it was just Emperor's New Groove's kiss back and forth. Because you can! Because <laughs> you can! Because you can do it! It's so good. And, like, I I love a Goofy movie as well, because, like, a Goofy movie is another one of those, like, uh, uh, I feel very underappreciated movies. Totally. Because, again, I feel like it was just very tossed under the rug. Uh, but the soundtrack for that movie oh, so is good. so good. Yeah. 
like the the Powerline songs, I love so much. They are a hundred percent like on my workout playlist oh, they're because so good. they're so good. They're just really super well written songs, super fun, and it's just nice to have for Goofy to kind of have his own movie. Yeah, I feel like Goofy's one of those characters, like, unless you grew up with really classic Disney, a lot of people don't really know where Goofy kind of fits in to yeah. Disney. Yeah. Like, they don't really get that it's, that it's, that there's like a trio, that it's Mickey, Donald, Goofy. Yeah, and, and that's totally fine, because like, I mean, unless you're a fan of the classic cartoons, and lots of, you know, kids nowadays, they, they didn't grow up with them, like, we grew up with them, so we kind of know the story mm-hmm. behind Goofy, and everything. So I think that was kind of one of the reasons that it maybe didn't do as well as a lot of the other Disney movies is a lot of people don't have the same appreciation for that character. Like, I grew up with the classic Disney and then I loved the Goofy show that was on TV. Goofy was great! Yeah. So I loved that. So I was already a fan of the show when the movie came out or... or Other way around. Other way around. Sorry, yeah. So I watched the movie because I knew the characters and then I became a fan of the show. So... But I, I think that, especially with those classic characters, like if you've seen with Pluto, like a lot of people don't have the same appreciation for that character if you don't watch the classic cartoons. Yeah, that's fair. Because, like, yeah, like, he hasn't really come up. I mean, <coughs> I, I know that Disney is doing a lot of, like, these, uh, like, this new series of Mickey cartoons. Have you started, have you watched any of those? I've watched some of them. They're very, very silly. They're so funny. They're really <laughs> weird. Like, you can tell they were, ri- I feel like they were purposely written not for kids. Yeah, and a lot of them, like, I've watched a handful of them. I haven't watched all of them, but I've watched a good handful. Some of them are just so wacky. And They're over the top. so wacky. But a lot of them really have a lot of the heart that the classic Mickey cartoons had. And mm. a lot of, like, the classic, like, I'm a huge fan of the classic Goofy cartoons. Like, all the ones where he's, like, how to go skiing. And, like, all, yeah, oh, the how-to Goofy cartoons, yeah. Oh, I die. They're so funny. And so I feel like a lot of the new classic Mickey cartoons do have a little bit of that like really silly because if you watch some classic disney it's silly like mm-hmm. it's really silly i yeah so i started watching this recently and i some of them i love some of them are a little weird but some yeah. of them are great yeah and i do think it's nice just to kind of go back to kind of to the roots just mm-hmm. to be like you know uh these characters really built up the company really built up uh, Disney for what it is like there's a reason that Mickey Donald Goofy Minnie Pluto Daisy are you know the big ones mm-hmm. there's a reason that they're still here and that they're still there uh, so it is kind of nice just to, to see them kind of come back in their own kind of in their own series mm-hmm. I do really like that but yeah they're definitely super wacky <laughs> <laughs> like, like very wacky I remember because we were watching them when we were recently in Disney World and there was a couple that we didn't actually realize right away that they're the new ones. Like we thought they were classic ones. But mm. then but the animation style is a little bit different, but the story of the particular episode was just so reminiscent of the originals. Mm. And then we watched another one where it's like yeah. <laughs> What is that? What is happening like, right oh. now? <laughs> oh my. That's fine. That's so good. That's so good. Well, this was super fun. This was super fun. I love talking about Disney. I, I know, me too. <laughs> Hence why I do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very, yeah. very fair. Yeah, it's it's very fun to also, like, I, I do love doing, like, these sit-down with people and, like, figure out what it is, like, their their impact or the, what Disney has had, uh, what impact Disney has had on their lives. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, everyone's different. Right? Everyone's got a different, like, thing. Like, for me, I think the big thing is definitely the music, which is... 
has always been uh, my thing because of course like being a singer and being a performer I gravitate towards a lot of the music a lot um, but of course just my love of just the characters and that sort of thing so yeah. but I really I've really really enjoyed like delving deep into like some of the history of them so like you know like especially delving right into like Walt himself mm-hmm. was very very fascinating because like I didn't know that he you know I didn't know he was born in Chicago for example um, and just like kind of seeing his whole thing and very very and especially just how much he really not only loved what he did but also just how much he really had a hand in a lot of it yeah and kind of how disappointed he was later on in the in like uh getting into like the 50s how disappointed he was in that he wasn't nearly as in kind of in the studio because it got mm. super bureaucratic and it yeah. got you know it w- it was a studio it was a company and so i think th- that's why he started <coughs> that's why he started wed that's why he started uh kind of doing other things that's why he started the disneyland project mm-hmm. right because he was like i need to do something yeah. i need to get my hands dirty again yeah yeah, and it, I love seeing, like, those old video clips of, like, when they're building Disneyland, like, clearing the Orange Grove fields, and, like, Walt is there, like, he was there every day, and, you know, he got his hands dirty every day, like, his, like, it's, I think that's, I think that's part of what, I, one of the reasons why I really, really love Disneyland is because you're walking in it, and you're like, he was here. Yeah. He was here since the inception. He helped build this place. Like, a lot of people say, oh, you know, so-and-so helped build this company, but, like, he, or helped build this thing. But, like, he actively, literally helping to build it. Um, And so, yeah, like, I I love, uh, I've been watching a few of those, like, uh, like, special anniversary episodes, you know, like, when they would host, when they would do, like, the special anniversary hours for Disneyland or whatever. Mm. Uh. And just, like, a bunch of stuff like that. It's just very fun. And I'm also just a big history buff. Totally. So, like, I love that. One thing, actually, that was really cool, speaking of, like, classic Walt, is when we were in Disney World, I got to go on the Skyliner. Ooh, yes! Because it's open now. Yeah, and it was so funny. So, we were leaving the park, and the Skyliner had been running all, like, the whole time we were there, Mm. because it was still, like, they were testing it or whatnot. Yeah. And we were walking to the buses, and my boyfriend actually grabbed me, and they pointed, and there was this big sign that said cast member event and we're like oh so <laughs> we like like go back and i'm like it's a cast member event and the security guard's like yeah and i'm like well i'm a cast member i don't work for disney world but i'm a disney cast member is can we ride it and he's like well do you have your like employee card mm. i'm like yeah of course and he's like well like you're supposed to book a time but like it's pretty quiet right now so yeah just go ahead and, and go on it so we got to ride the skyliner before it was open to everybody else and it is so cool and it was really cool being in it and like this was one of his original ideas that mm-hmm. didn't hasn't happened until now yeah so it was really it was really neat like here we are in 2019 and his dreams are still coming true mm-hmm. and here we are in the skyliner this is what he wanted like yeah. how neat is that it's really, it's really cool. It's yeah. a very, I, I'm really, I know they have plans to expand it a little bit further and I hope they do because it's such a cool way to get around. Like it's, we ended up having a massive detour to get to our hotel to ride it, but it was totally worth it. Well, cause it, it's, I know it's connected to Epcot and one of the hotels. Like the Caribbean hotel? 
That's one of them, I think. Yeah, it connects to a couple different hotels, and then it connects to Epcot as well. Yes. So we ended up taking it, like, you had, we had to go to one stop, stay on, and then go to Epcot. So, I mean, it's, it's great if you're staying at one of the hotels that it stops at, or if you want to go between Hollywood Studios and Epcot. If you're not going to one of those places, it's it's not going to get you where you need to go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's super worth it because the view is beautiful. It's such yeah. a nice, smooth ride. Like, yeah, you're and there you are just, like, going over all the Disney hotels. And That's it's, cool. It's really cool. So that was my, like, magical Disney moment, I feel Aww. like, for the last time that I went. <laughs> That's good. Is there one thing – I know you have, like, favorite rides, but is there one specific thing – uh, I guess just to kind of close this out, is there one specific thing that you have that is a favorite thing because you've been to the park so much mm-hmm. that uh, from the parks, like whether it was an experience or whether it was like a specific ride or any, what is the one thing that you can like stick a pen and say this, what this, this was the thing. Um, as far as rides go, it's Haunted Mansion. Oh, cool. Haunted Mansion is my absolute favorite. I have to go on it at least you know, two times every time I go to Disney. Um, it's so hard to put a pin in in Disney because, like, for me, it's always about the experiences that I have and it's always about the people that I'm with when I go. Because yeah. I've always gone to Disney parks and it's always someone I'm close with. It's always good friends. It's always, you know, it's the parks are so tied in with people that I care about and people that I love. Because mm-hmm. it's not just, like, me going to the park. It's me going with someone I'm very close to and someone that I care about so much. So it's, I think it's part of the joy for me of Disney too, is it always reminds me of people that I care about and people that I love and people that I want to spend time with. And then we get to go do something amazing at Disney as well. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I'm very much the same. Cause like, I know this, uh, like, like, even though we've been only twice, like I feel like it's very difficult for me to imagine going to Disney without Colin. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, this next trip is, uh, like I said, is going to be with my nephew. Um, but I'm trying really hard to convince Colin to come. Because Aww. it's, like, it's like it. I know it's, like, it, sure, it'll be great to go with my nephew. You know, he and I get along really well. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Uh, it would be ni- it'll be nice to, like, have him experience it and, like, you know, have a good time. But I'm also, like, but I do just want to be there, like, with him yeah i know what you mean yeah i totally know what you mean i have a friend one of my closest friends lives in california and he's the one that has the annual pass and everything and like so now when i go to disneyland like i can't imagine going to disneyland and not at least seeing him one of the days Mm -hmm. that i'm there like it's so tied in with the people that i go with and my friends that are as excited about going with me so i definitely know what you mean it is really fun though i've I've been with a kid before Mm -hmm. and it's really fun to go with a kid and kind of see it through their eyes and see how excited they get and and yeah i went with a friend of mine and he brought his son with him and it was like it was so much fun it was so much fun he i think he was about 11 okay that's not too bad yeah and like super cool kid too like we had such a great time and like i get excited about rides and then you know a kid as you're an adult you know the rides aren't as thrilling for you for the thrill ride reasons, but then like a little kid, he like goes on these rides and he's just like, Oh my God. And it's like to see how excited he gets. It was just, it made my day. It was yeah. so much fun to see. I think my only big fear is that he's just going to be very kind of, maybe a little cynical. 
but only because he's a teenager. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just going to be like, mm. <laughs> like, take your cynical attitude and leave it at the hotel. Yeah. With all of your electronics. <laughs> I will have a phone. I will take pictures. You will have nothing. <laughs> Enjoy the moment. Exactly. And I think that's that's the big thing that I really want him to learn is just, you just have to. You just have to and just enjoy what it is because you're right like when you're there you very much forget to take pictures Mm -hmm. you forget to you forget to instagram you forget to post because you're just like there and i think and i think that's the big thing that i think we really need to just understand like as you know as a very social media driven culture is that we need to remember that there are moments where you just just enjoy 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 the the moment moment. yeah and like don't worry about posting it and like i understand like for some people like it is literally their jobs Mm -hmm. right because like for example you have people who like go to disneyland and like vlog about it and like that is part of their job is to go and you know youtube creators do that totally which is which i get it it's fair i understand but they they because it is their job they've been able to find that balance of being like i'm here and i am genuinely enjoying this but, you know, I'm also filming. Yeah. You know, and it's like, but again, you see, like, you see those vlogs and they're like maybe 20 minutes long out of like a whole day. day. Exactly. And you're like, that I think is manageable. Oh, yeah. Right? Like you go, you get your work done and then you can enjoy. Yeah. You know, you're walking work. between rides. You're like, oh, hey, guys, I'm doing this. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Or like you're sitting down and like we're trying this new treat, you know, mm-hmm. this new thing that they're doing. So like there are moments in which you can do it. But again, you have, just have to have that balance. But I yeah. think just as someone who is like you know, just as your, for lack of a better phrase, for who is a layman who is going, I think you just have to remember, just be there, enjoy the moment, get your pictures taken by the professionals that are there because you can get them. Totally. And then later when you come home, save them, post them then. Yeah. And exactly. then just make a great big post about it. Like, <laughs> I, I still have my pictures from when I went to Disney. Oh, like, yeah. And I, I don't even think I ended up posting them on Facebook now that I think about it. Which is really funny. I know. I forget. So it's so funny. Like I, I'll say, but when I went to Disneyland, I forgot to post like all my pictures. Like I've been back now for a few days. I have to like go through all my photos and like delete all the crappy ones. And then, you know, I posted a few a few times this time. But yeah, like I just I get so excited just to be in the moment and just have such a good time. And one really cool thing about Disney, I feel like, is it doesn't even matter if you really like Disney that much. You easily get swept up in the magic mm-hmm. like it's very easy to just become a part of it yeah and i feel like even if you aren't a huge disney fan there is something that you do like whether it's an obscure movie whether whether it's just one movie that you really really like mm-hmm. you see that character and you're like fuck yeah <laughs> now i'm invested yeah right like it, just like you go on the rides like a lot the of the rides, rides are super have nothing fun to do with disney like a lot of these rides that are not Disney character rides, no. but they are fun. Yeah, and you want to go on that for that reason. Yeah, like even like Disneyland alone, like you like there are some that have you know been there for almost since the beginning. I mean, like if you don't want to go on all the fa- on all the rides in Fantasyland mm-hmm. because they are all the storybook rides, fine. Yeah, but you still have the Matterhorn. You yeah. have the Haunted Mansion. You have the Pirates ride, which is still really really fun. Yeah, you have the Indiana Jones ride. I love the Indiana which Jones ride. Which is. <laughs> iconic i love that ride so much like there are rides that if you just don't really care as much about disney that you can still go and have a good time time. yeah right so yeah i think and i think you just need to 
I think the big thing is that you just need to go and not be a cynic about it. Totally. Just go and just enjoy it. If you end up liking something, it's okay to like it. Yeah. You're allowed to like it. There. That's what it's there for. It's there for you to like it. That's why they did it. Mm-hmm. So. There's something for everybody there, even if you just like eating. Just that's eat true. <laughs> that's true. Just eat all the food. If you don't like the frog, just eat the food. <laughs> the food is good. The food is very good. Well, I've super enjoyed this chat with you. Yeah, this has been so um, fun. Where can people find you on the socials to see your cosplay slash Disney bound stuff? <laughs> uh, I'm Jay Appletini on Instagram and Facebook. You can see all of my cosplays, Disney-related and not Disney-related, on there. There you go. Yeah. Cute. Do you have any? Um, do you have anything lined up for uh, uh, any cosplay gigs lined up at all? Um, nothing right now. I'm working on a bunch of stuff right now. Um, I took a little bit of time off in the summer mm. because the work was really tough, and unfortunately, real life got in the way. So now I'm kind of getting back into it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the next, my next big thing that I'm planning for convention wise is actually isn't until next year for Emerald City Comic Con but cool. I'll be making stuff until then yes, and you're, new content yes you, I see you are posting pictures of building stuff yeah so I've been building Batwoman for a while so I'm hoping that's going to be done soon <laughs> I've been doing that I've been making new versions of Lady Death and then my next big projects for next year uh, I'm going to be doing a Femme Star-Lord <gasps> next year. So that's going to be one of my, my big projects. Yes. Uh, and I'm updating some of my current costumes for Final First and Rebel Legion standards, too. Fun. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's going to be good. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. so much for listening to my interview with my friend Julianne, everyone. Uh, if you'd like to follow her on the socials, her handle is j.appletini on Facebook and Instagram. I promise her content is really, really great. It's super fun, especially if you're a great big nerd like me. If you'd like to get in contact with me, the Twitter handle is at cast underscore Diz. Feel free to message me about uh, potential questions you'd like me to ask future guests, that sort of thing. Or if you have an idea for a topic, go ahead and send that over. I'll catch you all in the next episode. Have a good one, guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye.